to this week's edition for the Wise Up Podcast. This is your host, Ezra Siddiqui. As a reminder, Wise Up is my platform to educate the South Asian and Muslim communities about Texas and national politics. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at WiseUpTX, or you can check out our website, www.wiseuptx.com. Remember, everyone, get educated, get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. All right, folks, we have a special interview with uh, Chairman Raphael Anchia. He is a Texas House representative. Um, he will be discussing what has happened with the Sanctuary Cities bill that passed in the regular session and kind of what we intend to look forward in the special session. Um, you may be wondering, wait, what's going on with regular session and special session? So in the Texas legislature, um, they meet in the Capitol in Austin. A special session is the convening of the legislature outside of a regular session, which runs for 140 days every odd numbered year. So they had met this past in January of 2017 up until end of May. And then a special session are like the overtime period in a game. So when issues important to the governor aren't resolved by the end of the regular session, he or she can summon lawmakers back to Austin. Special sessions are mandatory only when lawmakers fail to send a budget to the governor. All other issues can be assigned to a special session at the governor's discretion. Uh, let's move on to our interview with Chairman Rafael Chia. And just a little bit about him, Rafael Anchia is currently serving his seventh term in the Texas legislature and represents a western corridor of Dallas County, including parts of Dallas, Farmers Branch, and Irving. For the past three legislative sessions, Representative Anchia has been named chair of the International Trade and Intergovernmental Affairs Committee. From 2011 to 2015, he served President Barack Obama as an appointee to the Advisory Committee for Trade Policy and Negotiations, which advises the White House and U.S. Trade Representatives on trade and investment agreements. Most recently, he was elected by his peers as chair of the Mexican-American Legislative Caucus, the oldest and largest Latino caucus in the United States. Well, Chairman Angie, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today and for our listeners to hear about what SB4, which was passed this past legislative regular session, um, what it was about, what's an entailing, and how is it really going to impact not only the Latino community in Texas, but also how it could potentially impact the South Asian and Muslim community. So first of all, it's great to be here, and thank you for, for having me and, uh, and allowing me to interview with you. Oh, thank you for joining us. So what exactly was SB4 about? It's a Senate bill, correct? Right, so, so, so SB4, there's a difference between how it was sold and what was actually in the bill, right? Essentially, the governor declared um, uh, this quote-unquote sanctuary cities, these sanctuary cities, an emergency item. And it was basically an effort to legislate uh, immigration law at the state level. And what the governor was saying was that hey, all these sheriffs and, uh, and police chiefs are being too easy on, uh, on immigrants and undocumented immigrants, and they're letting them out of jail, and because they're letting them out of jail, they're gonna come kill you, right? Okay. That was the narrative that, that he, he tried to sell um, on the House floor during his State of the State speech, and he, and he used Mexican immigrants uh, as his kind of, uh, um, Exhibit A to sell the the proposition. 
The reality is is really different, right? Our uh, our sheriffs, our police chiefs uh-huh. work very very hard to keep us safe. They are held accountable by the voters. They are held accountable by their city councils. And the last thing they want to do is to let people out of jail that allow, right. that that then go out and harm people. It's not in their interest. But the governor tried to create this narrative that in fact that was happening, uh, and and that the jailers were not cooperating with ICE, which is our Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. So that's federal, right? That's federal, okay. right? They. He he said he he was saying that that our our um, local sheriffs and police chiefs were were intentionally not cooperating with federal authorities to enforce immigration law. That was that was the thing. The reality is is really different. Okay. Um, uh, in fact, when the Texas Tribune, which is a well-respected media publication, did did the study, they found that 99.78 percent of the time. Um, ICE uh, detainer requests, Mm -hmm. they're simply requests, they're not mandatory, but ICE detainer requests were complied with by local authorities. But so fast forward to when we debated the bill. The House version of the bill said, if you are arrested, um, that locals shall uh, comply with ICE detainer requests. Yeah, so I had a question just to back up. Um, When you're talking about sanctuary cities, like that was one of the prime reasons why Governor Abbott wanted to basically outlaw them, right? So what exactly is a sanctuary city? Because that really plays a huge role into the ICE detainers, am I correct? Yeah, so, you know, there's no formal definition of a sanctuary city. It's nowhere in in federal law, it's nowhere in code. So this is something that was dreamed up probably by a a political consultant somewhere. but I, I think the way the governor might talk about it, or, or did talk about it, was that if your if if your uh, local police chiefs or uh, sheriffs were not complying a hundred percent of time with uh, of the time with ICE detainers, they were quote unquote a sanctuary city. Or if they maintained a policy that a local policing policy that in order to uh, work closely with the immigrant community, they weren't going to ask for um, citizenship status or, right. or lawful uh, presence, that too would make you a sanctuary city. And now, you know, we had every major police chief and sheriff in the state come and say, look, if you make us ask for citizenship status uh, or lawful presence, it's really going to hurt our community policing and make us all less safe because immigrant communities are already skeptical of police, right. right? And what we're trying to do is is get the community more comfortable with us, let them know that we are not a threat to them but are here to protect them, and we want a collaborative relationship with the immigrant communities. But the governor said, no, we want people to ask specifically, you know, about about, about citizenship sense. status. And, and if, you're a, uh, if you're a police department, you can't have a policy prohibiting, a policy or practice. Interesting. Okay. And all the police chiefs from all the big cities came to testify against this bill, am I correct? Overwhelming. So let's pivot back to the debate on the House floor. It, it pretty much flew through the Senate, on the Senate side. Now we get to the House floor, and it seemed to be it was a stripped-down version of what the Senate had initially offered, right? That's right. And then what happened? Well, the bill that came to the floor uh, was only supposed to apply to people once they were arrested, okay? Okay. And there are still problems with that, and I've, I've discussed those already, but, but it is certainly less bad than a papers please bill. Mm-hmm. So then uh, there was a Freedom Caucus member, and these are the same guys who, you know, like to promote 
uh, fantasies about Sharia law being used yeah. in our local community. It's the Freedom Caucus. Well, the Freedom Caucus member from, uh, from Tyler, uh, his name is Matt Schaefer, he carried an amendment to make the House bill more like the Senate bill, which is to say it wouldn't apply just during uh, arrest, but it could apply at any time. And we all know, and, and as a lawyer I know, that detention has nothing to do with arrest. Detention is as simple as going up to somebody on the street and saying that there was reasonable suspicion and you just stop them and ask them for uh, lawful permanent residence or lawful, lawful presence in the United States. So who's that gonna fall on, right? It's gonna fall on people who are brown, it's gonna fall on people who dress maybe like they're foreigner, foreigners, it's gonna uh, fall on people who don't speak the Queen's English or don't speak English right. at all. And people like my father, right, who's, a, who's, who's darker and speaks with a very, very thick accent. That's the kind of person who's gonna get asked about uh, lawful so when people say oh there's nothing to worry about it's only when you know you're arrested not true that's how the bill was originally filed in the house how it how it ultimately passed through this um, Schaefer amendment this right. Matt Schaefer member of the Freedom Caucus put an amendment on says hey it applies now at any time that you interact with a police uh, officer and you know and, and the proponents of the bill will say oh well we have a provision in there that um, that they'll that there won't be any racial profiling well we know that that's not always true. That doesn't always happen. Ask an, ask ask a member of the South Asian community. You know whether <laughs> whether they've ever been profiled or members of the Hispanic community, the African American community. I mean, it is a very real concern. We have to raise consciousness on this issue, like you're doing through your through your radio show, your podcast, um, and uh, members of the legislature need to you know keep talking about it. Like I, I represent part of Irving that has. I believe the largest mosque in the state of Texas, mm -hmm. and, and I represent Farmers Branch as well, right? And I know a lot of um, uh, people in Farmers Branch go to Omar Suleiman's uh, mosque right. as well. So there's a huge South Asian community, huge Muslim community in and around the district I represent, and uh, we need to raise consciousness as well uh, in, in that community because most the, definitely this, because it's going to impact them. Absolutely, absolutely, and this and this goes into effect on September, September one. Uh, so unless we're uh, able to successfully stop this in the courts, it's going to happen. But I mean, this should raise this should raise alarm bells, just like you know Donald Trump's Muslim ban or anything else of that Im impacts uh, immigrant communities. This this should be front row and center. All right. So thank you so much for talking to us about SB four and the Sanctuary Cities bill. everyone I hope you found this interview to be incredibly enlightening of course thank you thank you so much to chairman Raphael and Chia for um, allowing my listeners to wise up on this very contentious legislation that passed in the regular session uh, that is not only going to impact the Hispanic community but will most definitely impact the South Asian and Muslim communities of Texas as well so I hope you all enjoyed the interview and I hope you all will 
Be excited to listen to next week's interview because uh, Chairman Anchia will also be on air and we'll be talking about public education in Texas, um, how that legislation has been going in the regular session, how it intends to go forward in the special session perhaps. Uh, you know public education is a huge, huge, important policy issue for South Asians. It is the primary reason why many South Asians um, immigrate to America is for a better education for themselves and for their children. So it's very, very important for us to know what's been going on in the state legislature with regards to public education because that is what is going to impact you and your children on a day-to-day basis more so than what's happening on the federal level. So please stay tuned for next week's segment as well as it will be a continuation of this interview. I hope you all learned a lot and remember everyone, get educated, get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. Until next time.